The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's once again welcome the coolest nurse in the history of nursing, residing in beautiful and sunny Southern California, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Adams. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. Well, not too sunny today. We actually had some rain uh, yesterday and a fair amount of going into the day today. We desperately need it, so I'm not complaining. But uh, definitely wetter and cooler than I think what the locals would prefer. But uh, it's it's actually kind of nice to throw the hoodie on for a change. Yeah, well, I think it, it, the bigger thing to worry about in the weather, especially in your case, is the freaking rise of the gas prices. Yeah. Uh, gas certainly has gone up quite a bit. I want to say, and I usually get my gas at Costco. I want to say mine was three fifty nine a gallon. I want to say for unleaded. That's that's so, for me as well, and my car requires. Or, well, yeah, that's just I just use the regular eighty seven octane stuff. I don't use the the high pollutant stuff. You and my wife, you use the the ninety one, ninety two octane stuff. Yeah, because my car really needs it. But anyway. It's been an interesting, another week of interesting Premier League, but also you know the Champions League is now getting is now getting more serious. So we're not going to waste any more time. I'm going to get it right to it. But I'm going to be honest, this week of Premier League was pretty freaking boring, if you ask me. Yeah, um, you know there there were some exceptions. Uh, Leicester City put a major beatdown on uh, Sheffield United. Uh, the Nigerian Iannaccio with a hat-trick, uh, Vardy with two assists. He hasn't had a goal in seven games, but um, looked very good against uh, Sheffield United. Uh, the Blades, of course, this is their first game uh, after Chris Wilder left the club after five years of uh, mutual agreement. And, um, you know, he's a guy who had been a servant of the club for a while, got them out of the lower division to get him into the Premier League. Let's not forget that. But um, it's a tough thing to stay up. And uh, this year, unfortunately, the Blades looked all but condemned. But uh, the Foxes certainly ran rampant at home uh, at King Power Stadium against the Blades. And Leicester City and Manchester United are both basically constantly fighting back and forth, you know, for second place. and really, I mean, at this point, I mean, both teams, I mean, second place is what both teams have to settle for because, uh, 
Manchester City is has the, has the has the title in their hands. They just can't raise it yet. But and, and speaking of Manchester United, I mean that I don't want. Okay, I I know there's we say a win's a win, but I'm sorry that was not that was not a win in my book. I mean because it was a one nothing uh, final, but it was off of an own goal by Craig Dawson of West Ham United. It was a boring game. Yeah, yeah, he inadvertently turned in uh, Bruno Fernandez's corner into his own net. Um, and, uh, you know, they've got a nine-point advantage now in the standings over West Ham. And right now, I mean, you've got this sort of um, separation of teams. I mean, Man City, obviously, they're separated from everyone. Nothing's going to stop them at this point. But even um, Man U and Leicester City, they're sort of solidif- solidifying the holds on second and third place. Second place is definitely the valuable one you want because that gets you automatically into group play in the Champions League, whereas when you finish third and fourth, you got to do the playoffs within uh, the Champions League setup to qualify for the group. So uh, it's not inconsequential to, to finish second. But, um, yeah, uh, definitely not one for the highlight reels. Um, Arsenal, with a very good win, uh, dominant display really over Tottenham who is very very disappointing um Arsenal with goals from Odegaard Lacazette with a penalty his 12th goal of the year for the Frenchman uh Tottenham with the one goal uh Lamella who came out as a substitute after Son tweaked his hammy uh he did get a goal off a really cheeky little Rabona finish uh but two yellow cards made sure that he did not finish the game out on the field. But very, very disappointing display from the Spurs. You know, it's the same thing with the Spurs, what's been going on. I mean, you know, a few months ago, Tottenham was was on top of the world in, in, in England. I mean, they were the best team in the freaking Premier League. And let's not forget, they slaughtered Manchester United, Adel Trafford. I mean, they were beating teams left and right. They were playing great. And it really seemed like the, these dudes could actually somehow pull it off, but it was the case that several teams have suffered this season. It was fun while it lasted, and by that I mean I mean the brief spell in first place was fun while it lasted. Now it won't come back. Well, let's not forget, too, for Arsenal, they got this win with uh, Arteta uh, benching their captain, uh, Yang. He was dropped for disciplinary reasons, so... Um sort of a, a statement that, you know, even if you're the captain, no one guy is, is bigger than the team. So Arteta sort of made that point clear. Uh, Spurs now are six points behind Chelsea. They do have a game in hand, but, um, you know, they're pretty good point difference, and they're starting to run out of games here. They are. And speaking of Chelsea, that, that was certainly unexpected for him to, uh, you know, go to, you know, in Leeds and, you know, finish with a scoreless draw. But the only bright side for Chelsea is that, well, they still have yet to lose a game under the leadership of Thomas Tuchel, and they're still in fourth place. Yeah, still undefeated, um, and they're looking good in the Champions League. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, the surprise for me for the weekend was Everton getting dumped at Goodison Park by Burnley. Um Great finish by uh, Dwight McNeil, the the Kiwi, the New Zealand international who plays for Burnley. Really nice goal for the, uh, 
for Burnley, but uh, the the plum of the lot though was McNeil's goal for Burnley. He's a England uh, under twenty one winger, and he just absolutely bent, curled the ball into the net for what proved to be the winning goal. Uh, Calvert Lewin with the one goal for Everton. Uh, he had it in a Davies cross. Um, other bad bit of news for Everton on top of losing that home game, uh, Jordan Pickford got hurt. So uh, right now, Everton, they're five points off of the Champions League spots. Yeah, I See, I'm just so dumbfounded with all these shocking results. And actually, you know, the one last thing I was going to say about Chelsea is that Christian Pulisic actually started that game for Chelsea. Amazing. You know, and then unfortunately, doesn't really help things out. Chelsea didn't score any goals. It didn't, and... So. And then, and then, of course, these rumors are all starting to begin to surface that, that Pulisic wants out, that Chelsea's looking to sell him. Same thing with Werner. I'm just like, I mean, this is just a bad reputation. You invest so much money, and then just like that, it doesn't work out, and now it's to get rid of him. But but those are merely rumors, so, you know, there's there's no need to uh, get into that. But, but I am keeping my ears open. I'm keeping an eye on that. But moving on, now that I'm looking at, you know, of course, Manchester City, you know, easily dumps uh, Fulham, you know, a 3 nothing uh, win on the road. Fortunately for Fulham, this loss uh, keeps them in the rele- relegation zone, but it's only two points uh, below Newcastle. So there might be still a little bit of hope for them to actually stay in the top flight. There's, there's, there is a little bit of hope yet for, for Fulham. Uh, Man City with goals from Stones, Jesus. Uh, Aguero's penalty uh, was his first goal since January of 2020. So 417 days since the last goal for the Argentine. Um, but workmanlike win for the citizens, uh, coordination for them is going to be coming soon. Absolutely. Unless in looking at you know Crystal Palace, you know, a dull one nothing win against West Brom. You know, Brighton winning on the road against Southampton. Let's get that. And then we get to, you know, and, and Liverpool actually picked up the win today on the road against uh Wolverhampton, and, and I understand that the Wolverhampton, uh, the Portuguese goalkeeper, Rui Patricio, actually uh, got hurt today. Yeah, he had a head injury. Uh, he collided, hit his head against uh, Wolverhampton captain uh, Connor Cody, uh, collided with his knee. Uh, and, uh, Mo Salah had a late chance at goal, and uh, he was flat on his back for a good 15 minutes. Uh, they stretched him off. Um, luckily, he seems to be okay. Um, seems to be remembering everything okay. Uh, no skull fracture, which is really good news. Um, on the subject of head injuries, Raul Jimenez, the injured Mexican star for Wolverhampton, he was in the stars. He is training, but uh, at this point with his training, he has to avoid contact. But um, Liverpool... Uh, they get a goal from another Portuguese, Diogo Jota, and uh, the goal that he scored was really a lovely bit of interplay. Uh, it was actually started off a Wolverhampton throw-in. Uh, Liverpool got possession of the ball and just beautiful interplay between Mane, Salah, and then um, Mane with the dish to Jota, left-footed shot that went near post, beat uh, beat Patricio near side. Um, 
Liverpool had to kind of sweat the game out. Wolves definitely had some threats uh, later on in the game, but Liverpool held on for a very, very much needed win. Absolutely. And right now they're at six, six plays, two points behind West Ham, five points behind Chelsea. Well, there's still a glimmer of hope then. Yeah, the whole midfield partnership, um, Fabinho and uh, Thiago Alcantara, they're still trying to get things sorted out at midfield. Right now it just seems like Alcantara's main thing is um, the only thing that he seems to be leading anybody in Liverpool in is committing fouls at this point. Um, so, um, But anyway, a, a win's a win, and compared to their form of late uh They'll they'll take that one goal win away at Wolves. Absolutely. So anyway, now that we're done with the Premier League. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the Champions League. I'm actually looking at you know at it, and I'm looking actually at the Premier League schedule, and everything's confusing. It seems like Match Day 21 was like early this month. I mean, something's not right, but but anyway, going to the Champions League, and I'm actually uh, gonna talk a little bit about. Like, and I did do an episode last week, but. You know, everybody still talk about how PSG was able to get take care of Barcelona. I mean, it was a dull game, but you know, the highlight of the game, you know, Messi goes from you know scoring a brilliant goal to uh, to being denied on a penalty. But I mean, the bar, the future for Barcelona is just not pretty. Yeah, but all all things being being equal, they're still putting pressure on Atletico in La Liga. Um, Spanish clubs having kind of a rough go here in the Champions League. Seville's out, Barcelona's out. Um, Atletico, they're going to be going into Wednesday's game at Chelsea. They're down one goal. Chelsea gets the away goal in Madrid. Um, Real Madrid is in pretty good position as far as to prevent the Spanish La Liga from getting shut out in the round of 16. As Real Madrid has a one-zip lead, they got the away goal in Bergamo against Atalanta in the first game. So they go back to the Bernabeu um, with a one-goal lead, and they're certainly capable of, of getting the result and holding on to that with Atalanta. And I, I, and I, I anticipate uh, Real Madrid to advance to the quarters. I think Real Madrid's going to take care of it. You know, Real Madrid's coming off a two-one win with you know Karim Benzema pulling through at the uh, in in the closing uh, minutes. But you know, Real Madrid's just been you know ever, ever since Ronaldo you know had left to to join the Juventus, Real Madrid's they've not been in their element. You know, they're not in their winning form. I mean, they they just haven't been the same. And, and and what's sad is you know they went from you know winning the title three consecutive times you know to suffering elimination in the round of sixteen uh, twice. So they're determined to avoid making that three times in a row. I mean, they're determined to actually go back to the status of being considered a respectable and worthy contender for the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but if they at least make it to the final eight and put up a positive performance, and if they can find a way to win La Liga, which which is you know a bit, a bit slim, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But Because keep in mind, Real Madrid's remaining La Liga schedule, none of the games are against Atletico, so... That's that's what makes the chances a bit slim. They will play one game mm-hmm. against Barcelona, but but I think I I'm gonna go with Real Madrid wins this one, and and Real Madrid has a bit of pride. And as far and for the Chelsea Atletico game, I mean, you know I have to go with Chelsea on this one. And I, and I honestly believe Olivier Giroud 
may be a difference maker in this game again. I mean, he was a difference maker in the first game. I think he can do it again. I think he can, and I anticipate Chelsea to, to finish the job against Atletico. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea's been doing fine, you know, under Thomas Tuchel. They've yet to lose, and I think I think that streak stays alive. But as far as Manchester City and Bayern Munich goes, I mean, I mean, I guess we can. We, 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 it's easily stated. I mean, I, I really see Bayern Munich, you know, pounding Lazio, beating them to a pulp, and then just you know, and then advancing just like that, and. You know, like I said, you know, Bayern Munich is you know is tough, well disciplined. You know, again, you know they're my favorite to win it, to win the title again. And Manchester City's just been on a tear. I mean, they did suffer that two nothing loss against Man U, but they've kind of re picked up their form. So Manchester City and Bayern Munich really have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I just I I don't see Moshe Gladbach coming back from Man City getting two away goals in Germany uh, to to get yeah. Man City will win this one, I think, no problem. Bayern Munich, they'll cruise against Lazio. Uh, the game that I'm probably going to try to see if I can watch part of it tomorrow anyway is uh, try to watch the Real Madrid-Atalanta game because that one, I think, should be entertaining. Atalanta's very uh, offensive-minded club anyway, and um, clearly they're going to need to score some goals to overturn that deficit at the Bernabeu tomorrow. Well... Speaking of Real Madrid, I actually have some news that came out today, because and I and I really got to say it, but Eden Hazard has once again picked up an, an injury, and he's going to miss at least four to six weeks again. Wow. <laughs> so okay. you, don't even, you don't even know what to say. Okay, well, actually, I do have something to say, because for the last few times, every time I've said the injury, I've said the whole Eden Hazard, the signing is probably the worst signing in Real Madrid's history. People have been saying that I've been exaggerating. Like, well, now I don't think I'm exaggerating. I mean, this dude keeps getting hurt. I mean, how many how many games has he actually played? Like, managed to at least play, like, honestly. And he, I don't think he's played, I think he's played less than, than five games. So. Well, and even when he's played, he's pretty much had, you know, virtually nil uh, contribution. It's a it's a head scratch to me because he was such a good player with Chelsea and with the Belgian national team. I mean, he's he's legitimately a very very good player, but you couldn't tell by this year. Um, I mean, he's just been plagued with injuries and poor form, and you know, I I just don't know what to make of it. But yeah, but in recent memory, it's kind of difficult to think of a high profile. Real Madrid signing that has flamed out quite so spectacularly like the Belgian has. It's a darn shame, really. It, honestly, I cannot believe, like, there's some sort of omen going on, I mean, you know, because everybody, nobody expected Eden Hazard to go to Real Madrid. Everybody was expecting Kylian Mbappe to go. So sometimes I feel like it's, like, it's some sort of bad omen that's going on, like, this move shouldn't have happened, Real Madrid should have brought the guy in. Maybe that's why it's somehow not working out. They should they should go after Mbappe. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just so strange that Eden Hazard was on fire. You know, after 2018, you know, won the the Europa title. You know, had a great uh, tournament in a, in the World Cup. Uh, you know, making it to the final four and taking home the bronze medal. You know, I really thought the future was bright, but you know, him going to Real Madrid, I kind of questioned it. I was like, well, why would they go after Eden Hazard if they're if they're committed to Mbappe? But but it's it's just so sad. I mean. He, he, he has yet to make an impact for Los Blancos. Well, and, you know, Benzema keeps 
you know, showing his worth week after week. I mean, uh, I mean, he's clearly the man uh, right now, especially, especially with Sergio Ramos uh, being out so much with, with injury and things like that. Uh, I mean, he's definitely been the backbone of that team for a long time and a huge reason. Love him or hate him, but uh, he's a huge reason for all that success that they had. Um, so, but but Benzema clearly right now, I, I think is is the main man of, with Real Madrid. It is so. Anyway, now that we're done with Champions League, well, here's actually something uh, very interesting to talk about. This actually, this was actually huge news for the U.S. Men's National Soccer Team because an eight, 18 year old uh, player, Yunus Musa, declared to pledge his allegiance to the United States over England, Italy, and his ancestral Ghana. I mean, that's pretty freaking huge news. I mean, all these prospects, you know, for the U.S. men's national team, it's the excitement is stirring. I mean, you know, somehow I feel like the USA, the men's national team, they're going to make a big impact in the 2026 World Cup. I mean, I know we got to talk about 2022, but I think by the time we get to 2026, the United States men's team may have a very respectable and very talented national team. Well, a lot of these guys will start to be hitting their peak years by by 2026. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 great to see uh, some of the young talent and um, and some of these young players who could go a couple different ways because there's the land they were born in, the ancestry of the parents, where the parents are from, um, and then where they live, where they where they developed. I mean, there's so many so many different ways that they can go. So, um, so no, as if you're a U.S. men's national team fan, this is clearly very very good news. I mean, I'm very curious to know what made the dude pick the United States over England and Italy. My gut feeling, I think, would be I think he probably feels like he has more of a chance to make the lineup with the U.S. men's national team than he would with Italy or England. That that's probably true because you know with the likes of uh, Marcus Rashford. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and all, all these younger dudes, you know, like that. You know, it, I guess the competition's going to be heavy, and and this dude obviously wants to play. Well, England's deep. Um, I mean, we saw from the last World Cup uh, where they made it to the semifinals, and that was a very, very young team, and uh, nobody going into that World Cup picked that England squad as being a team that would make it to the semifinals. Absolutely. And uh, it's still it's still a very young team, and you know, you look at some of these young English players that uh, are playing really well, not just in the EPL, but uh, also playing playing in Germany uh, as well. So, um, future's looking bright for, for England as well. But, uh, but well done that uh, U.S. men's national team was able to get a young talent like this to commit to the U.S. men's national team. Absolutely. And, I, and, I, honest, and to be honest with you, Steve, I have never heard of this dude until today. <laughs> And I actually looked him up, did a little bit of research. Uh, he plays. He actually plays in La Liga. He plays for Valencia. He plays mm-hmm. a, mainly a right winger, but he can actually play the central midfield position as well. Wow! If you haven't, if you haven't seen tape, the kid's got wheels. The kid's got serious, serious wheels. Um, so it's it's great to have uh, another American that's getting some serious minutes. Uh, Serginho Dest has been certainly getting an awful lot of playing time with Barcelona. 
So that's that's a pretty cool thing uh, if you're a U.S. men's national team fan. But uh, but I've seen some of the clips of this young man with Valencia. Boy, he's got pace. You know, I think you're, I think you're right about how you say because you know because of how deep England is. Because th- this dude actually did represent England in the youth system. Mm-hmm. And Gareth Southgate actually tried his best to get Musa to commit to playing for England, uh, but but you know, the guys made his choice, and you know I guess uh, it's a done deal. And I'm actually looking forward to uh, watching him play. I'm actually. To be quite, to be put it mildly, I'm I'm looking forward to actually writing about this kid. I mean, the way he's described, it kind of seems like, you know, the, America has got like its own, uh, you know, might have it, their own Kylian Mbappe. Well, you know, he, he's young, and we'll we'll have to see how he progresses. Mm-hmm. We, we will, and um, and and I hope that you know he's if he's part of the uh, the U.S. Uh, World Cup qualifying campaign. I mean. That's the first step to actually studying him, and if he's actually part of the lineup and he's going to start, then I'm going to have to make it my mission to actually watch the game because I need to study this guy. That's part that, that that's part of my sports writing roots, uh, y'all. Like when I was a young t- t- player like that, it's not just about watching tape on YouTube; it's actually watching him play live. Like you you, you got to go through the whole thing. You you, you got to get the whole nine yards. That's how you study a player. So. But... But I, I mean, I I just can't tell y'all how excited I am to see this guy. I mean, this dude's eighteen years old, and dude, dude dude's got like the whole life ahead of him. I mean, I, I God knows, you know, what, what's waiting for him in the future. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Before we officially let y'all go, I have some a couple of announcements to make. In the future of Internet NFC, I plan on having a couple of episodes where I will talk about top five players from certain clubs, top five players in positions, and I will continue to go ba- go back and discuss some World Cup matches that I remember as well, many international matches as well. Steve, you're actually welcome to come on also to talk about your favorite World Cup memories and soccer memories overall because I know that all of our f- followers that love listening to you, they'd love to hear more from you as far as that goes. Be happy to talk about it. Just just pick a time. All right. Thank you all very, very much for tuning in. We'll see you all next time. Have a great week, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.